Yes, 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 yes. Oh, let me turn that down. Welcome. Welcome to the Lower Petty Podcast. I had to produce some shit there really quick. Like, thank you for tuning in to Dangerous Misinformation, the greatest podcast in the world. Congrats. You made it. You finally arrived. You're finally early to something in your life. You missed the Bitcoin. You missed the real estate. You missed the NFTs. You missed the Bernie Madoffs. You've missed it all. You've always been late, but for once, you're there early, and I appreciate you being here. Uh, Please be sure to leave a rating, tell somebody about the podcast. You can go and buy my book, The Petty Principles, on Amazon or on Barney's and Nobly's, or just go steal it from somebody. I remember I was driving from, where was I driving from? I think I was driving from Austin out to L.A., And I had like 50 copies of the book and I drew a giant triumphant C-A, C-A, cock. I tried to spell cock and I can't, (laughs) I tried to spell cock and I can't spell cock, huh? Tells you a lot. I think I have like a weird dyslexia where if somebody starts yelling numbers at me or starts like saying letters out loud, I I can't put them, I like... That's actually one of my biggest pet peeves too is when I don't understand something and then three people, when somebody is like saying, oh, it's, just then throw out a combination of letters. I say, wait, what is it again? And then like three people chime in because they want to be the one to correct you because everybody is just dicks. It's like they mean well. They're like, oh, I was trying to help somebody spell something. I was just trying to help somebody give somebody an answer. No, you're trying to assert yourself by having the answer. It made you feel good about yourself. But anyways, I drew all these cocks in these books and I just left them everywhere. Every gas station, every rest stop, every, every, every hotel, everywhere I stopped, every bar, everywhere I went. So there's like 50 copies of my book spread out throughout the Southwest with uh, giant triumphant wieners in them. And um, someday when I'm extremely successful and recognizable and extremely hated by many people, uh, there's going to be people out there with those books. So, um, yeah, if you want me to pencil a cock in your book, just let me know. And I will gladly do that for you. I got pretty good at it. I got started drawing pretty good balls and, um, I never put pubes on them. I just kind of let the cock in the balls. Maybe I put like a little squiggly coming off the sack, but typically it would just be a triumphant cock and balls. Uh, but speaking of cock and balls and people being douchebags, right? I went, uh, I went and picked my buddy up Alan the other day because he's a degenerate and he left his car downtown because he was drinking without me with no invite, which is okay because I never go to anything anyways because I'm always busy or something. Uh, but he hits me up in the morning and says, hey, dude, uh, can you give me a ride to my car? I say, of course. That's what I do. I'm a nice guy. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm the nicest person to ever walk this earth. So I go and grab my dear friend Alan, Okay. And we go, uh, oh, and Mariah. Mariah was with us too. So the three of us, we're going downtown. We're catching up, blah, blah, blah. We're having a good morning. I haven't seen these guys. These, these guys are like family to me, okay? Like when I talk about like Al and Mariah, like these are like like family people to me. And um, so we get to the car. Mariah splits off because she's got to do her thing. And then Alan invites me for a Bloody Mary. I hadn't been drinking in quite a while, actually, before the time I was drinking, until the time I was drinking with him beforehand. But... So him and I go into this pretty cool bar downtown. 
cool vibe, except it was really loud. The foosball, the devil ball was playing super loud and you could barely hear yourself talk, um, which will come back. We will come back. We will Kim Kardashian's back filled with come, come back to that in a second. Just give it one second. So Alan and I are sitting there. And like I said, we haven't seen each other in a grip, in a hunk of that drip. We haven't seen each other in a while. And so we're catching up. I get my single uh, Bloody Mary. He gets his double Bloody Mary. He finishes his because he's a degenerate. He gets his next Bloody Mary. I still have three quarters of my single Bloody Mary left because I'm not a degenerate. And Alan's a degenerate. And, uh, oh, God, you should have seen the memes I made of him from the night before. Like, our friends were sending in a group chat. People were sending pictures of him where he's just laying there. Like, he looks like, you know, when you see, see the people flying in a squirrel suit? That's what he looked like just laying on the floor. Um, I don't get how people drink like that anymore. I can't do it. But anyways, so we're sitting at the bar. We're having a good time. We're catching up. We're talking about life, right? And uh, we bring up Boeing. Because, you know, I used to work at Boeing. He's pretty high up at Boeing. We're talking about things, about uh, old stuff, you know? And then this guy, this fucking dweeb dude, this fucking nerd-ass dork who, but he didn't look like he didn't have like glasses and zits on his face. He was actually like a fairly attractive guy, but you can tell he's just a fucking dork, right? Ah, excuse me, sniffling, sniffling on the pod. And then so he uh, he just chimes in and then, like I said it's really loud in this bar and he just goes hey uh, you guys you, you guys Boeing and then uh, Alan goes yeah and I take one look at this guy I go nope I don't feel like being a dick today and I look away especially because I don't want to talk about fucking Boeing with this guy and so they start going into it right they <laughs> they start going into it I'm like all right I'm just gonna watch football I'm not gonna be I'm not going to be a C-A-C-C-C-B-D, a cock today. I'm going to let this unfold. I'm not going to be my douchebag self and just rip into this absolute fucking loser. <laughs> but so they start chopping it up and he's like, you know, what, what program do you work on? And um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to. Yeah, whatever. You know, Alan works on like it's the presidential fleet. It's the airplanes that fly the lizard people around. Like that's I worked on one of them. Alan works on a different one. Uh, and allegedly this guy works on the one that Alan works on. And so they gets to talking because Alan's some sort of like engineer, some shit like that. And then the guy, he was a designer. So they start talking airplane lingo, which is over my head, which I don't understand acronyms for people and places within the organization. doesn't matter. And, um, and the guy's like, oh, what, what about your buddy? And I just kind of go like, I, I, I used to be. He's like, what do you do now? I was like, ah, just a bunch of stuff. And I just avoided the top because I, di I didn't want to mesh with this guy because I fucking hated this guy. As soon as he opened up his mouth, I wanted nothing to do with him. I didn't want to chop it up with him. I didn't want to talk about Boeing. I said, I wanted nothing to do with this fucking guy. And then uh, he asked, he asked Alan, let me, let me tell this correctly because it is so funny. He, uh, you get these like merit coins in the military, I guess, right? Like if you served in a certain place or something like that, you get these coins, I guess. And then, uh, because San Antonio is the world's biggest military city and we were working on the quote military aircraft, like we technically work for the air force, even though we're Boeing, we technically work for air force because you know, like air force one, the air force B, all the F-15s and all that shit. It's all the air force fleet, right? They're the ones that fly the Prezi around. They're, uh. 
They're the ones that haul big 45's big old cock through the sky and butthole Biden's demented brain from coast to coast. We can go and shake invisible hands in Earth State. So you can buy at the Boeing store, right? The Boeing store, they sell a lot of swag. And you can buy these coins. You can buy at the Air Force One coins at the Boeing store. And so this guy... So I look back away. I'm looking at the, uh, the TV screen, but I can kind of see him out of my eye. And he asked Alan, he's like, what program are you on? Alan's like, oh, I'm on the V program. And then he's you. And he goes, and he pulls out this fucking coin. And then I look over and then he tucks the coin away. Like I'm not supposed to see the coin. And then Alan's like, you know, you can just buy those at the store, right? Like anybody can buy those. You can go buy that coin. It's just like a little Air Force One. And he was acting like he's a fucking soldier in Fallujah showing us his coin sitting in the bar. <laughs> what a fucking nerd, dude. He just kept on about, oh, you know, yeah, I can do whatever I want. I work for myself. I, he was just arrogant, dude. He was arrogant. And then eventually Alan goes, hey, you want to go check out the food cart outside? And it's like 10 in the morning. I'm like, I don't really want barbecue. He's like, oh, I, I could eat some barbecue. So we get up and we go outside. I was like, you really want barbecue? He's like, the fuck? No, I don't want barbecue. I just need to get away from this fucking idiot. And it was hilarious because this, I was asking him. I was like, wow, so you weren't into him either? Because I couldn't tell because you guys seem to be chopping it up. But um, long story short, folks, nobody gives a fuck about your job, especially when people are sitting at a bar. They don't want you to chime in. And he kept trying to assert himself. He kept trying to assert himself to two people that really don't give a shit. They weren't going to be like, oh, Oh, wow. Wow. And you know, he does that and he goes in there like he knew the bartender by name and shit like that. So you knew, know he goes in there and tries to flex and he's just this uh, lonely prick, I guess. I mean, I'm a lonely prick, but I choose to be one. So it's, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was thinking about this today, speaking of being at bars and drinking and being a degenerate. I was sitting in the car and I was straight up getting upset with myself because I was reflecting on my teenage years and then well into my 20s about how much fucking time I wasted and what the fuck I was doing back then. I mean, I love all the kids that I grew up with, you know, like, like they're adults now, obviously, but like all the kids I grew up with, like the stuff we were doing. But then I think about it, it's like, I don't remember anything because all we did was get fucked up. Like we were partying already by my junior year. I think it was a summer of my junior year. And I know people were like, oh, we were partying before that, blah, blah, blah. But that is all we did. And I remember always asking the question to my group of friends. I'd be like, you know, what are we? Like we're not the, even though I played football and stuff like that, I didn't hang out with those guys all the time. I had this like core group of friends where eventually we started making a rap music and I guess that was our thing. But outside of that, I was like, what's, what's our thing? It's not like we're we're not jocks. We're not skaters. We're not blah, blah, blah. We're not any of these clicky things that you would fall into. Right. And I think about it. I was like, we're just those fucking kids that people go party with. Like people asking us where to find, we're the, we're the non drug addict degenerates. And I just think about how much of my fucking, it was just such a like a way to cope. Like even at that time, like I could have so easily been a drug addict or a fucking alcoholic at this point in my life. Cause when I was that young, and I didn't understand what I was doing because instead of, because it was scary for me to think about the future and that I'm going to graduate and I'm going to have to do something with my life and I'm going to have to learn some sort of skill and 
Uh, I'm gonna have to move out of my parents' house eventually and I'm gonna have to go out and do something. So instead what I would do is just, I would just numb that by just getting fucked up every weekend or going to school high all the time and shit like that. And I thought it made me cool, dude. That just shows, that just shows how dumb we are when we're kids, man. And I did it well through my 20s too. Just, just running away and that's all that boozing is. That's all that drugs and alcohol is, is just running away from reality. That's why I have no respect for it. Um, you know, and you, you just go like the more you booze, the more you booze and drug and all that, you just become more and more selfish and selfish and selfish. You know what I mean? Like you don't even realize how fucking selfish you get and how empty your life is. You're just, you're just trying to get, and for me, it was never even a fix. I never even had an addiction. It was just like the trying to get the fuck out of my head because I didn't want to make difficult decisions about my life. So I go just fucking party like, oh, there's still time. But guess what, dude? Time's fleeing. So the more you just fill your head with that garbage, uh, the less you're focusing on something that could actually help you out. And then it's like most of the time, I remember, I don't know where I heard this from, but some sort of outside influence I heard finally. Maybe it was a rapper or something like that. They're talking about, uh, you know, if you're broke, why are you partying? Partying, you're supposed to be celebrating. If you're, if you're broke and you're partying, you're just escaping. And then finally, like the bells started going off in my little German brain. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm a fucking degenerate loser. So I need to change my life. And um, yeah, dude, still working that one out. Um, I think we all are. Speaking of German brain, dude, I actually have some great news. I went to a uh, new, I went to a rheumatologist today. I had to wait like two months to go see this guy. And his, his name, he's like a big German guy. His name was like Dr. Maschenbacher or some shit like that, right? And I understand why people don't like us Germans or why people get off put or people seem like weird around me when they first meet me because this guy walked in the room and I don't think he cracked a single fucking smile. And uh, I'm like, isn't there a little bit of compassion from you guy? Um, but there wasn't at all. Like anytime he would ask me a question and if I wouldn't, <laughs> and I respect the fuck out of this. I love this guy. Every time he would ask me a question and if I would kind of like slightly veer off the question, telling him more than he needs to know, he'd just interrupt me and be like, that's not what I asked. And he would just like, <laughs> it was, you know, I've talked, I talked shit about, uh, I talked shit about doctors here recently about, oh, they just read the research and they got to the after dealing with this motherfucker, I was like, no, I was so intellectually, he was so on a different planet intellectually. He was so 9,000 steps ahead of me at every single conceivable point intellectually that, um, it was intimidating. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he was probably like, I mean, he was a little bigger than me, I guess. Maybe he was like six, four. I'm about six, two. So I'm about, you know, 6'2", 180-ish. He was probably like 6'4", like 190, 200 or something. But he's just, you know, he's like, he was like 50 in his 50s probably. Just as fucking stoic and stern as it could possibly get. And he gave me some great fucking news, bro. He gave me some great news that I might not actually have an autoimmune disorder, that it might actually be a neurological thing, which is just related to fucking stress and trauma, which would make sense. That's where, you know, the same thing as a double-edged sword. Whenever you meet funny people, uh, they've usually dealt with stress and trauma in their life, which has built a certain thing with inside of them. And then, uh, but sometimes shit goes haywire. Some people, they have addictions and mental illness and blah, blah, blah. With me, it just kind of manifested into a neurological disorder. And I think, you know, I think about the time when all that shit started, you just pile on like all the work stress, the relationship stress, 
just chemical, like just everything that I was, I don't know, dude, it's great news in my opinion. Cause I kind of asked them like, well, could this mean that I don't, because this other doctor that I had, the one that told me I had an autoimmune disorder back in 2020, I would ask him a question. And he wouldn't even let me get the fucking question. He's just like, nope. He was like this, uh, I don't know, some, some sort of Asian guy who like didn't speak well English and he didn't like to be challenged by any means. And it's like, I get that I'm just the dumbass sitting here, but it's my body. So I should be able to ask you my body, my choice. I should be able to ask you some fucking questions, dude. But, um, yeah, I remember the red flag went off when I asked him about diet. Cause at the time I heard about, heard about the carnivore diet and I didn't bring up the carnivore diet cause I knew what the hell this guy was going to say about it. But uh, I asked him about diet in general. He's like, well, there's no conclusive evidence. But he said it in an Asian accent, but I'm not going to try to do an Asian accent because I don't want to be racist. So he kept um, telling me that, no, there's no conclusive evidence. Here, take this fucking, take these pills. You're going to have to stick yourself with a fucking needle. You have to do this and that. You're going to deal with this thing for life. This guy today, he started asking me a series of questions. And then you don't realize how fucked up you are. Like you think you just get kind of used to it. And he's saying, ah, uh, well, and I sound like, yeah, I feel really good. Like when I first wait, I feel good when I sleep, like sleep's the thing that really helps me. He's like, do you have issues sleeping? Like, yeah. He's telling me, well, I know you're going to hate to hear this because you've been hearing it, uh, but technically it is in your head because I believe it's a neurological order, blah, 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 where you perceive pain a certain way. You perceive your brain perceives pain that might not even be there, which does cause inflammation. It's complicated as shit, dude. There's smart people figuring this shit the fuck out. And um, I'm glad I'm getting different opinions because I heard Mr. I was listening to, I got kind of infatuated with Mr. Beast recently because I was shitting on him. Then I realized, okay, I'm shitting on this guy and I know nothing about him. I should probably learn something about him. And it turns out that he has Crohn's disease and he really has to deal with that. And it really kind of fucked his life up, which made him go on YouTube so hard because he didn't want to have a normal job and blah, blah, blah. And I can kind of relate to that. And, um, and so Joe Rogan was talking about, you know, he's asking about his experience with Crohn's, which Crohn's is an autoimmune disorder as well, where it causes inflammation in your intestines. And then uh, Joe Rogan was just talking about like, you know, you seem like such a persistent, smart guy. I'm sure if you threw everything you had at it, you could get better, even though they say it's incurable. And I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm not Mr. B smart and I'm not fucking whatever, but nah, fuck that. I might be, I have a different intelligence than Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is a, uh, he's got nerd brain. He's got nerd brain and that he's really good at what he does and he understands YouTube and he's a cool guy. He's a real cool guy. Um, and that's what I was thinking like, yeah, I think if he did, if he really focused on this thing and tackled it, uh, he could probably get it under control as well. But, um, yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, fucking a, this episode, we're already, uh, we're already rounding the corners, dude. How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Whatever happened to catch me outside, girl, bad, bad baby. Last I heard she made like 20 mil on OnlyFans. Um, who the fuck is buying OnlyFans? And why would you guys even buy OnlyFans? Typically, you don't see things anyways. I'm not going to lie. I bought it one time because it was a, a local girl. And then my girlfriend at the time found out about it, and she was pissed. She's like, at least have it be some random whore. I was like, yeah, you have a point. You're right. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Uh, and I haven't bought an OnlyFans since, but uh, I've seen leaks. You know, I've seen leaks on Reddit. Like, you type the girl's name in. Type in girl's name, naked, Reddit. Then you can go look at their OnlyFans links, leaks. 
And uh, they're typically just posting the same shit that you would see on their Instagram. So don't buy fucking OnlyFans, guys. Don't be idiots. All right. Anyways, please leave a rating. Please subscribe. Share this on your social medias. Do all the good things. You know what to do. You're smart. You're smart. You're loyal. Okay. That was my DJ Khaled impression. I know it was terrible. Take care of yourselves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Tell somebody about the podcast. Buy my book. Go get some merch. Do it all. Help a brother out. Peace.